Love Talk Radio. Very well. 
All right, we'll just chime in when you want to chime in, okay? Okay. So anyway, um, today I sat down and we, and we started thinking about it, and we started thinking about what really were the huge things that either we did or thought later we should have done, um, and some were just by accident we did, and some were on, on purpose, and some we we didn't do, and we learned in later in the later rounds um, how huge they were. So I want to go through these, and if you have a pen, great. If not, just know that you know that this uh, um, the show will be live on our on our playback later on tonight, and you can write them down. Then I'll also I'll also um, upload the list once I kind of um, have lawyer edit it, make sure there's no spelling mistakes. I'll upload the list just so you guys can uh, you know download it as a PDF. It's really a simple list, but it does give you a lot of food for thought, and it will help you succeed in, in future rounds if you if you're already. Um, have done a round or two, or if you're starting the protocol, it really, I think it really would help. So, going back to a spiritual journey, you know, a lot of times when I when I talk to people um, that have done, done the protocol or, or they're doing it again and they failed, and they're, or they feel like they failed and they're, they're doing, you know, they're they're doing another round or they gain the weight back, a lot of it really has nothing to do with the protocol itself. I mean, really. Losing weight on this protocol is very easy to do if you just follow it. And and, and, and the following it is really the part that um, some people have the biggest obstacle with. And it's the same – some of the obstacles are the same obstacles that, that got in your way on other weight loss journeys. Um, you know, the emotional eating or the, you know, a breakup sends you into a tailspin or having a busy lifestyle and a busy work job or having the kids and how do you eat around the kids and all these things that come up as you finally get geared up to take care of yourself and, and your goal is to, your intention is to love yourself through this protocol and somehow you end up getting left in the, on the back burner. So we want to give you some specific um, tools and action steps that you can utilize before the diet even starts so when, you're, when it's time for you to get started, you have a game plan in place. So, you know, the very first one we thought of is that, you know, do your research and, um, and determine which single protocol you're going to follow. One of the biggest problems, and I think we touched on this a little bit last week with Lori Beth when she was on the show, one of the biggest problems I find with people that they are in HCG diet information overload. They're so excited to find the protocol, so excited to hear people's success stories, looking on the web, searching YouTube, and I appreciate that because that's how a lot of people find me, you know, and they're getting all this information. But we've got to the point now where this protocol has been so popular and so kind of diluted that there's so many different – I'm sorry? Successful. Well, yeah, it's been successful, and because of the success – um, there's so much different input out there, and there's different mixing instructions, and there's different ways to do the protocol, and different different you know food groups, and all kinds of different information. So people start researching, and they get excited, and all of a sudden, then they continue to keep researching and researching to the point where their head's about to explode, and now they're so confused they don't know what to do. And what happens is they end up kind of marrying or hybrid, making hybrids of different protocols and informations, and a lot of times they end up getting misinformed, which ends up, you know, making their protocol a disaster. So when I say, you know, find one single protocol, it doesn't matter to me which one you choose. It doesn't matter if you choose Simeon's or Aichi Body for Life or um, some other person that you resonate with, whatever the case may be, but once you have found the protocol and once you understand the protocol, 
then it's really important that you stop the searching because that searching process is kind of a, in some cases, ends up talking you out of your own protocol. And some people are actually looking for more information or more negative information, something to stop them from moving in that direction. So really it's important that once you hone in on something or you find something, someone you connect with or you find information that makes sense to you, and there's a difference. You all know what I'm talking about. You all know when you read something or you hear something and you look at it and you kind of go, yeah, I can get that. I understand that. That makes sense to me, and you can follow it. When it doesn't make sense to you, if it doesn't sit well with you, then you need to, um, that's when you need to look a little bit further to find something that actually sits. But once you find it, you stick with it. Thoughts, I have something. Oh, let's go. Anytime that you are overloading on any topic, you might want to stop and think, why am I doing this? Is, do I really want to go through with this? Am I scared to go through with this? Am I just uh, putting different obstacles in my way to go forward? That's why it's really important to me to be very conscious that this is a spiritual journey. So ask Absolutely. yourself, why, why do I continue looking for more information through different avenues. Is it because I'm scared? And that's okay, but just acknowledge it. Okay. Amen. Thanks, babe. Um, so we really, I don't want to harp too much on this stuff because I definitely want to leave room for a question Q&A because there's a lot of people on the call tonight. But that is probably one of the most important things you can do is to isolate a protocol, isolate the methodology and how you're going to go about it, and then, then put together a, a plan of action to do that. The second thing that um, you want to take into consideration is when you find an ACG dieter or an ACG mentor or someone that you, that you connect with and resonate with, then you reach out to, to him or her and you basically ask for help. You know, or or at least align yourself with a with some sort of energy source that's you know that's yeah like I said you surround yourself by like minded people. So when you find someone that connects with you, you find someone that you resonate that resonates with you, then it's important that you reach out. And if they're available, great. If they're not, then you then you you can find you know find another person. But it's important that you kind of feel like you have somebody or something, someone that you that you can connect with that you can feed off of while you're going through this protocol because there is so much information out there. And there is – it is very simple, but we – you know, it's our nature to make things more complicated than it is. I mean, this protocol is extremely simple. The, 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 the science behind it is really simple. Implementing it is really simple, but we make it more complicated and scarier than it, scarier than it really needs to be. So once you actually – and what I mean by that, because you know what? You can take information sources from, you know, all anybody's got – everybody's got an opinion. But it's important that you find an opinion that with somebody that, that you go, okay – you look and you kind of go, okay, well, that's that's not, those are the results I want, or that's what I want to look like. And there's millions, I don't know, there's thousands of people on the web right now. I know there's there's tons of people that have done really well in this protocol. I mean, Lori Beth is a great example of somebody who's just rock started out, out of the park when it comes to transformation. So there are a lot of people out there, and you have to look who you connect with. And if you do that, and hopefully they're kind enough to pay for it. And if not, like I said, we're always here. We're always here, but you don't. I may not resonate with everybody. Jane may not resonate with everybody. I know that a lot of the guys that I end up talking to, the reason why we're connecting because they they look and we have similar body types and they kind of they kind of can see that, wow, you know, I I can see what he looks like. He looks like how I looked beforehand. Therefore, maybe I can get the same results. And 
women. Yeah, we put the pictures of James on the protocol. James on the pictures are on there. We have before and after pictures of other women that have successfully done the protocol on our on our website. And I'm hoping the reason why we do that because there's so many different shapes and sizes and and heights of, of people that have really done well with this protocol. And we want you to be able to see something or see somebody that makes you think to yourself, this is possible because possibility is is really, you know. What you what you what you really found, and Jane, I talked about this today. She said the, the journey starts really when you first start first stumbling around upon upon it, and you really start looking for ACG. But really, when you make the the order, when you order the process, and you're actually waiting for it, the diet has already begun, and that's what these ten days are talking about. It's already begun. Therefore, let's utilize that time to make it the most effective as it possibly can be. Once you commit, um, once you commit to anything. Know the universe is going to go, really? Are you really committed? And it'll throw things out at you. It's crazy. I guarantee whoever commits to this diet within uh, 48 to 36 hours, there will be a trigger that goes, oh, my God, I usually go to cookies. There will be. And you need to know what you're going to do. Or there'll be somebody that's, yeah. Or there'll be somebody that slams your dreams. Like you'll go, you'll get all excited. You came across, you go, oh look what I found, and you'll have somebody in the workplace or somebody in the family or somebody in the household. Oh, you're that crazy. Yeah, you, you, that stuff is you, you kill yourself. And I can't believe you're going to inject something in your body. You don't even know what it is. Well, I mean, all of a sudden, all the negative comments come out, and pretty soon you start going, wow, maybe, maybe I am crazy. Maybe I should not be doing this. So it's really a test of your resolve. Over, these, over those next 10 days or 14 days, whenever your HG arrives. But the reason why we're putting these out there, guys, because we didn't know these things were going to happen when they happened. And literally, if it wasn't because we had each other and it wasn't because we went, okay, we're going to do this for thicker thing, we're going to make this happen. If I was alone and doing this, I probably, there's probably several times that I went, no, nah, I don't think so. I, I, already, I already was so negative about it. If it wasn't for I was just like, this is BS. This is just another freaking scam. But you know what? She's like, no, I tried something like this. I remember in my 20s, I, I'm telling you, I think it's the same thing. I'm not sure, but it'll work. Um, otherwise, I was like, you know what? I think it's kind of bogus. But I was desperate, so I probably would have still gone that way. But literally, the doubt can shift you outside of your outside of your um, belief system. And, and, I, and I, you probably heard me say this if you listen to my podcast in the past. And I, and I heard this from Wayne Dyer, and it makes complete sense. And actually, I had a spiritual I had a meeting with a, a spiritual advisor yesterday, and uh, and she was telling me about this journey I'm on with many of you and, and where I want to go with it and what happens, she said, you really have to see it before it happens. You've got to believe that no matter how how grandiose or how crazy you may think that your dreams are, you've got to see that before you believe it. And she just reinforced the belief system that we already have. But you've got to believe it before you see it. It's not the other way around. And, I, and really your act of just pushing the button and saying, I'm going to do this, um, is your – your internal voice telling you that you know what you, this is possible for you, but I have a lot of people going. This is my last chance. I'm, you know, I've tried everything else, and if this doesn't work for me. That's the end of the road for me. It's never the end of the road. <laughs> it's never their last chance, but it's definitely your best chance. So, anything there, babe? No, that's, okay. that's it. All right. Okay. Um, so day number that's day number three. No, day number two. So day number three. Which I think this is really important, and a lot of, and a lot of you guys don't want to read or what have you, but 
Dr. Simeon's original protocol, I recommend it, everybody read it. it. And it's not for the purpose of really explaining the diet to you. I don't think it does that effectively. But what it does do, the actual doesn't explain the actual daily diet very well, but what it does do, it does explain why this miracle substance works in the body and how it works in the body, and you can get your mind to understand why this is going to be different this time. It will help you alleviate the doubts because it's literally nothing like you've ever tried before. This is not, you know, this is not Atkins and Nutrisystems and Weight Watchers and, you know, low-calorie, high-calorie, you know, low-carb, high-carb. It's none of none of that. It is literally going at you at a physiological level, forcing your body to tap into your stored fat, um, allowing you to reset something that's out of whack and has been out of whack for years, lock it back into place so you can start your life back over at, at, at zero where it was when you first were born or when it was first calibrated. So by understanding how this protocol works and understanding how it helps different medical ailments, I mean, he covers a lot of different um, diseases and, and ailments that we have today, like diabetes and high blood pressure and gout and and kidney stones. And I mean, I mean, it's like he, he kind of goes through a list of all the benefits of what being on this protocol will do for you, not just the fact of rele- releasing this unwanted or unnecessary fat, abnormal fat from your body, how it can normalize your blood sugar and normalize your blood pressure and the things that are hugely important to sustaining a great quality of life. So by reading that manuscript, you get to understand why this is going to be different for you. So it allows you to, to grasp your mind around that belief system. Because once you lock in the fact that this is going to work for you, and now it's just about you implementing it, uh, implementing the tools one day at a time, um, not 43 days at a time, but one day at a time, you'll, you'll understand that this is actually going to be a very successful journey for you. Um, so that's day number three. So we're putting these days in order because, you can put them in whatever order you want, but the point is you want to you want to make sure you've done all these steps prior to actually cracking the bottle open on your ACG and taking your first shot. So um, day number four, which is a huge day, um, and this is, and I'm sure you guys have listened to my podcast before, I talk about the big why, the reason for why you're doing this in the first place. And you have a story, and you have a reason, and you have a you know, huge desire, and all of those can go together, but it's real important that you understand why you're doing this because it's really got to start from you, for you, by you, because of you, not because of external circumstances. And when I say external circumstances, I mean people, places, and things, not necessarily your, your being. Like Jane and I, you know, I talked, I had the pleasure of talking to um, a lady named Donna at the end of last week, and then we saw Chen's attempted a, a YouTube video she put together about her her life journey and struggle with just being ill and having just I mean just insurmountable odds. I talk about inspiration and and how this protocol was um, her way of trying to get her life back um, by getting her weight down. And I don't go into the details of all the different ailments and things that she's gone through, but I'm telling you that the average person would have thrown in a towel or taken the bridge, I think. Um, but she just hugely inspirational about how she was going after this journey. But the, her belief system and her enthusiasm and, and just her resolve was amazing. And, 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 and so I have no doubt. There's certain people that I talk to and I kind of go, hmm. I don't know. I, you know I, I don't tell them, but I think to myself, hmm, I don't know how really – successful you're going to be because I don't think you really have a big enough why. Um, 
and there's those that you can just know that you know what if hell or high water comes they're going to they're going to make this work for themselves so by having that big why knowing why you're doing this and having a big enough reason or big enough desire that's going to trump the demons and the ailments and the things that get in your way and the emotional eating and the mood swings or whatever is whatever has been your your trigger to throw you off course or off balance in the past, whatever you are, whatever carrot you're dangling in front of you, and it could be, you know, a prize, a present for yourself, a clothes size, um, a pant size, dress size, or just feeling healthy and getting getting off pills and getting off medication and getting off a CPAP machine. Whatever it is, it's got to be powerful enough to get you past the days where you don't think you're getting enough satisfaction out of the protocol. Okay? I know you had something you said about being a big Y. Do you recall what it was? Material. The material thing. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a visual. So for me, it was, okay, my pants are getting tight, and I have two, three different sizes going on in my closet. I'm going to take the smallest size, and I'm going to hang it up, and that is what I'm going to fit into. Come hell or high water, I'm going to fit into those jeans in 46, 43 days. I'm going to do that. Or you can do a bathing suit or guys put on a, a tight a tight sweater or a tight tank top or a pair of pants or a picture that you used to look like. I'm a tangible, touchy, feely kind of girl, and that's what I would do, material thing. What can I right. see myself in? Yeah, I mean, that's really, I think for me, it was like it was twofold. It was the health issues, but... I got to tell you that my my physical, uh, how I looked and felt about myself physically trumped the things that would actually kill me. And that's, you know, we're, we live in an ego-based world, and I, and I guess I definitely fall in that category because I cared more. I, I wanted to look a certain way, and, if I, if, and I wasn't thinking so much about getting off the pills and getting off the CPAP machine and getting off, you know, the, not, not being a full-blown diabetic as much as I was just going, I just want to feel good naked. I want to look good. The, I don't want to get out of the shower and just turn my head because I just feel so upset. So I got all those things, but I got to tell you that my focus was more on physical looking a certain way, fitting into a certain size pair of pants, and only when I realized that all the other stuff came with it and my blood pressure pills were putting, you know, get, getting put away and all that stuff was reversing is when I realized that all this comes with the package. So having a big why is huge, and it's definitely something you really want to think about. And if you have to change it a couple of times until you know exactly what it is, that's what you want to do. Um, that's day four. Day five, creating a game plan for success. I'm sure you guys have heard the old saying, you can either plan to fail or fail to plan. And most people jump into this protocol. They're so excited about it. They've heard it work for everyone else. They kind of read part of the protocol. Um, They figure they'll figure it out along the way. How hard can it be? It's just eating fruits and vegetables and doesn't really matter which ones. And they just kind of come at it in a half-assed way or don't think about the fact that they have a really busy schedule, they got a corporate job, they got they have to, you know, pack their food and prepare it and they got kids they gotta cook for. None of that comes in the thought process comes in until they're a week into it and they realize, you know, I oh, I didn't get home in time to eat my my late meal or I'm eating at ten o'clock at night. This is not working. So you gotta have a game plan ahead of time of how you're going to approach this diet. And I have got I've got a, a client that is an executive, she works 
I mean, you know, early in the morning to late at night. She's taking care of her mom after she gets off work. I mean, busy, busy lady. She knew that she was going to be extremely busy, and she found that she's doing really great on the protocol. I mean, averaging over a pound a day doing well, but comes home, she's exhausted, and she's like, man, I, 8 o'clock, 8.30, 9 o'clock at night, I'm just going to have a piece of chicken, and I, I don't even feel like eating my vegetables, and that starts to hurt her diet. So we had to figure out a way to, to adjust it by, guess what, you're not going to get home in time. If you're going to stop at the hospital and visit your mom, you need to bring all your food with you. You're going to have to act like a bodybuilder. Bodybuilders never find themselves without a source of protein or a source of carbs, some sort of food, Every two and a half, three hours, like clockwork, they'll pack a chicken breast and an apple and whatever in their backpack or in their gym bag, never caught without food. You kind of have to be in the same position. You've got to prepare yourself to prepare your foods and to make sure that whatever it is you need for the day that you need to consume every two and a half, three hours, um, you have to have that information, that, that stuff with you. So you have to create a game plan that will um, also deal with your triggers, Deal with what happens when you get under stress. What are you going to do if you get in a fight with your husband or your boyfriend or your girlfriend? I know that usually an argument will set me straight to the kitchen to find something to you know to comfort my comfort me. It's just like a knee jerk reaction. So if you know what these triggers are, that's why writing down ahead of time, this is what happened to me last time. This is what threw me off my goal. This is what you know. This is what broke up the protocol for me last time. So what, how am I going to deal with it ahead of time in case it happens again? Is a huge way of making sure that you guys don't fall down the same don't don't go down the same road this time around. Any thoughts, babe? Yeah, if you haven't done the protocol, think to yourself before you start it. When I get stressed, where do I go? What when the last time that I got stressed, did I go to food? Did I go to working out? Did I go to isolation? Where did you go? If you went to food, what did you exactly go to? A cookie? Cake? What? And how can booze? I not do that? Yeah. What? I mean, a lot, I said booze. I mean, a lot of people don't take that into consideration. There's some people that are used to coming home at the end of the, end of the day, unwinding with a glass of wine or a couple glasses of wine or a couple beers or a glass of scotch, whatever the case may be, and all of a sudden you didn't think about that you're going to be eliminating this from, the, from your diet, and it's not a big deal unless you're under stress. It's not a big deal unless you have a hard day. Well, what do you do when you have a hard day? Do you go, screw it, I'm going to have the cocktail, or do you come up with an alternative ahead of time so you can deal with it? So a lot of these little nuances and thought processes that you may not have thought about will come back to haunt you if you don't give them some thought ahead of time. And that's why this waiting period is such divine time for you to really prepare for success. And by doing this, I tell you, it's going to make finishing and getting through the protocol ten times easier. So now and we're on day, day five. Go ahead. Sorry. If you don't think that, that you will get stressed early on, think again. Because I'm telling you, 48, 36 hours, something will hit. When I train people, guaranteed, and I told them this, very soon you're going to get sick, you're going to get an injury, something's going to happen because the universe is going to ask you, do you really want this? And we're just going to work through it. We can do it together. It's not a big deal. Absolutely. And and really, the, the, the one thing that I, I think about this diet is so phenomenal, but it's also a very dangerous dangerous zone for a lot of people because, especially if you have a lot of weight to lose, 
you're going to have numbers that are actually going to boggle your mind. They're going to, you're going to have weight loss and releases that literally don't make any logical sense to you because they've never happened to you before in your life. You are euphoric. You are on top of cloud nine. You are now calculating ahead of time in your head, if I continue to lose three pounds a day, by day 30, I'll be 90 pounds down. And obviously that's not a realistic thought process, but when you're in it, you don't know. You think, wait a minute, I've never seen this before. I've never seen the scale drop like this before. So what happens, as soon as the scale drops off to a still way above normal, half a pound a day, three-quarters, a quarter pound a day, from one or two pounds or three pounds at the very beginning, all of a sudden this depression sets in, like like somebody took away your puppy when really – you're still at a blistering pace of weight loss that no conventional diet on the planet can even match. If you go to one of the conventions, everyone can say, I shouldn't say names and people's, you know, it's my opinion. If you go to any of the traditional weight loss uh, sources that are advertised in the media that celebrities are endorsing all the time, They'll come and they'll give you a plan. You'll plug in your weight, how many pounds you want to lose, over, and they'll tell you, okay, well, this is going to take you nine months. We want you to healthy weight loss is at two pounds, one pound, two pounds, three pounds a week. We'll even allow you maybe four pounds if we're really aggressive and really and really pushing the envelope. And so you think, okay, we can, you need to lose 50 pounds. And you divide that over, you know, however many weeks, and that's your journey. So when you start seeing numbers that, that literally that shatter that whole myth, and that methodology that makes no sense, and they're consistent. You know, first week you're still losing these kind of numbers. Second week you're losing these kind of numbers. It's very easy to get lost in the euphoria of weight loss. But the depression, or the the halt, or the slowdown, or the temporary stalls, whatever happens, is usually the time that most people derail themselves in the protocol. All of a sudden, instant gratification is long, no longer coming. It's like, well, I could I could lose I could have lost a half a pound or a quarter pound on an egg diet, so I might as well just eat some candy. And don't and don't take into consideration that this is not a typical diet and. and and cheating is that you pay for it dearly. So if you have this game plan in place, you know how you're going to deal with the triggers, it's going to be a lot easier for you to navigate past it. So uh, let's see, create a game plan. Number six is what does your game plan look like and what solutions are you going to, are you going to use to overcome your obstacle? I think I kind of touched on that. So if, yeah. like Jenny said, if you know that you emotionally eat and you go to food, what you go to say, okay, this is what I do. I actually create cookies, and, and so how am I going to combat this? So one of the things that Jay and I did, even with a 12-year-old in the house, is our load days and our preload days, we started eating everything in our cabinets that would not fit into this protocol. And literally, I mean, we everything, the macaroni and cheese and the pasta and the sauce and the cookies and the, we don't even have a lot of cookies, but the chips and the crackers and the tortillas, all that stuff, we just started killing off the, you know, the, the few days before the protocol and the part of our load day, we just started killing off. So when the house was, we prepared the house for success. We prepared the kitchen for success. We explained to our one child that left in the house that, we're doing this protocol. We're going to be eating this, this, and this. And, and other than the fish, because he hates fish, you're going to be eating dinner with us. And this is what it's going to look like. And lo and behold, to this day, my son will ask us, well, what are we having for dinner? Are we, and can I have what you're having versus the, the go-to, you know, if we're, you got a baseball game, you got to run out and get a macaroni and cheese. So if you prepare the house and prepare your environment, um, including your children, your your significant others. A lot of you women are doing this journey by yourself, and I, I find that to be sad. That, you, that a lot of, like a lot of 
a lot of women I talk to, they're they're in there by themselves and they're not getting a lot of support from from hubby because he doesn't want to diet or doesn't need to diet, doesn't feel like dieting, and therefore you're kind of cooking for 15 people or, you know, I'll exaggerate, but you're cooking for, you know, three kids and, and your your spouse and you're trying to maintain a diet, which is really, really, really challenging. It's not impossible, but it's really challenging. So you want to figure out what are you going to do when you got to cut the, uh, you know, the crust off of uh, – uh, the you know the peanut butter and jelly sandwich like Jay, Danny would cut the crust off. What would you cut up, cut the crust off for Cameron, and what would you find yourself doing? Eating it, eating that crust. <laughs> I'm not throwing it away. And, and but I mean, but yeah, a lot of times you didn't even know you were eating it though. You're just cutting it no. off, and preparing a sandwich, and talking on the phone, or talking to him, and next thing you know you're picking it up. It's kind of like an unconscious thing because you've been doing it for a long time. So these yeah. are things that no one really thinks about. They go, okay, well, when the kids come over, when the kids come home, I'm making their snack, and, you know, I'm putting this out, and there's, like, one leftover, you know, while I just pop it in my mouth. That one little substance could literally force you, from, uh, stop you from losing weight for anywhere from three to five days. Then you're well, wondering like what you, you think, did wrong. Like you, think, like you think it doesn't have any calories. That one yeah. cookie, like you think, oh, I, I, I guarantee by the end of the day, you forgot about that one cookie you put in your mouth, but that is calories. And you and you can't figure out why that you're stuck. I've had people; they swear to me. I follow this thing to the letter. I have not gone off off protocol. I eat this, 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 and I go. I make them go through every single item. Then they'll say like, "Yeah, well, I had to cook for the kids." And I said, "What did the kids have?" And they well, the kids had this, this, and this. And I said, "Really? Did did you at any time having it? Oh, oh, you know what?" I didn't think that little thing would make a difference. This this protocol is extremely sensitive, and it can it can make you pay. And I'm telling you ahead of time, and those of you already on it, you know what I'm talking about. It can make you pay where you literally will not go anywhere for two, three, four days. Now, think about that if you're doing that every few days. You suddenly turn something you could drop 20, 30, 40 pounds in 40 days on to a diet you've lost, say, 17, 16, 15, because you stalled every three or four days because you went off protocol for one emotional reason or one accidental reason or intentional reason or, or the other. You know, so literally, food for thought, write down your game plan and, and how you're going to implement your plan, especially those of you who have busy lives, you work, have to work, or you're traveling to work, and you've got to bring your food, you've got to pack your food. What excuse are you going to, what excuse or truth are you going to tell the workplace when it's, I, I've heard this, you know, i got a function at work, you know, we have a potluck or we have a corporate meeting out in a restaurant, you know, I kind of have to break the diet to go to that. No, you don't. No, you don't. It's about loving yourself enough to say, look, you know what, I'm, and if you have to say I'm on a special cleanse, people seem to be okay with cleanses. It's like you tell them diet, they want to know what it is, and, and they want to kind of subconsciously sabotage you. You say I'm doing a cleanse or I'm doing like a, you know, a medical procedure that I need to clean out my body and I cannot have that, all of a sudden they go, oh, I totally understand. Cool, I hope everything works out okay. So have a game plan in the, in the office of what you're going to do or get people on board and say this is what I'm doing. You know, I really appreciate you guys just, you know, I'm not going to be available to go to any, you know, potlucks or any, go out in the bar Friday night and have drinks or what have you. It's like being a recovering alcoholic and hanging out with your drinking friends. It's crazy. What are the odds that you're going to be able to have that much willpower that you're not going to somehow have a drink? And they're going to go, oh, come on, one won't hurt you. Just have one. It won't hurt you. Just have one little cookie. Come on, what one little cookie you do? And I'll tell you, I talked to a young lady today that did the protocol one time, did it first time, and she cheated 
on a regular basis and continue to lose weight. And so in her mind, she had just programmed herself to go, you know what, I can get away with stuff like this. I can get away with a cookie here, a cracker there, a pizza here, a pizza there. Now that weight came back and she's trying to do it again, and all of a sudden she is literally every three to four or five days binging on some food that doesn't belong on the protocol and frustrated and been doing it for a week in and week out, week in and week out, wondering why it's so difficult this time around. When you cheat, you literally tell yourself that I plan on not being in integrity with myself the entire time I'm on this protocol. I'm going to lie to myself through this entire protocol and pretend that I'm doing it to get the weight off. And if I lose some weight, great, but usually at the end of the protocol is when you're really pissed off at yourself, and then you put the shame and all the crap back on, all the baggage back on yourself because you didn't do it to the best of your ability, and the cycle starts over and over again. So why don't we just end the cycle now? Let's, let's just get it done and get it out of your system. Let's do it now up front and deal with it so we don't have to, don't have to worry about going through this again and again. So stay in integrity with yourself by having a plan and a game plan and how you're going to implement that game plan with solutions that will solve some of the obstacles, uh, overcome some of the obstacles you come across just in your previous phases or previous dieting experiences. That's uh, day number six. We're almost done, guys, and we'll open up the lines. Seven. That was seven. Uh, eight. That was that seven. Was seven. Determine. No, no. Deter- seven is determine um, if you have a support group system. Oh, I Who's on it? And how- My bad. My bad. Well, I, I kind of I, I kind of blended that. You're, you're 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 a little right, but that, that's true. I mean, just to elaborate on that. You guys, like I said, have a support group. Know who your support group is going to be, and um, know what the boundaries are going to be. Nothing's worse than asking somebody for help, and then they then they give you the help, and then you then you ignore you ignore the fact that they're they're trying to help you, or you tell them to mind their business. It's like, can you help me if you, if you see me eating something that I'm not supposed to eat? Can you just tell me, hey, don't do that. That's not what you want. You really want to do that? You really want to have that cracker right now? You you're really doing really well, and you tell, them, look, mind your business. I need to have it right now because I'm stressed. If you're not going to give somebody the authority and trust the authority and and actually listen to their authority that you're giving them uh, pre diet days. Um, then you're kind of sabotaging yourself up front. And you know, and you know what? If you know what you're going to do ahead of time, I think it's a great time for you just to to not do the diet and wait till you're ready. Because this diet can be this protocol. I hate calling it diet. This protocol can be very frustrating, very frustrating. Especially when you lose and then you gain and you lose and you gain. And you're kind of like just it drives you nuts and you can't figure out why, but you know why. So my thing is, you know what? If you're going to have a support group. Get everybody in place. Explain right. I did talk about that to them. So explain to people at work what you're doing, or keep your mouth shut if that's what you're going to do, and just keep your resolve and say, "Sorry, I can't come tonight. I'm, you know, for the next few weeks, I'm just, I'm just working on cleaning up my diet. I'll catch you next month when I'm when I'm ready to go, when I'm ready to come out." And if you do that ahead of time, I think they really will respect what you're doing, and not to mention when they see the dramatic change in you physically and emotionally. Um, you become a leader. You become a, you can become somebody that that people look up to and go, my God, you actually did this. You were able to do it on your own without you know without a whole bunch of hoopla. You didn't make a big deal over it, and it gives you an opportunity to lead. So have that 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 game plan in place. All right, day eight. Um, how do you plan to implement the diet on a daily basis? And and uh, if you were, we kind of talked about this, you work. Yet, what foods you're going to bring, how you're going to prepare your food, what day of the week you're going to make ahead of time to prepare your foods for the week if you need to do that, um, what combinations of foods you're going to have, measure them out ahead of time. Make sure that you that there's 
you leave no room for you to give yourself the normal excuses you give yourself um, to fail. And, and and ironically, like I said, the, the, the person I was talking to that's a very high-powered executive was telling me, you know, I didn't need because I got this, you know, I'm just swamped and I got my mom in, in the hospital. And I asked her, I said, if you had a deadline for one of your projects in the office and one of your employees came to you and you gave them the weekend, you said, come Monday morning, I have to have this project on my desk because we have a big, huge account that we need to take care of this project with. And they came to you that Monday morning and they gave you all of this song and dance. The same, I mean, it may be true and valid information. I'm not minimizing the truth of it, but if they gave you that same story, what, your, what would be your response? She's like, no, I can't have that. You may not have that. You better get it done. Make it work. Make it happen. Well, that's my advice to you. Can't have it. Can't get it done. Sorry, I mean, no excuses. Make it happen because you're worth it. And people have to get that. That's what the 10 days prior to the diet is all about, telling yourself, I am worth succeeding at this. I'm worth feeling how I want to feel. I'm worth getting healthy. I'm worth feeling sexy and feeling strong, getting ripped. Whatever it is, you've got to feel like you're worth it because no one else is going to feel that for you. No one else is going to plug that in and say, hey, you're worth it. You know, you're worth it. Usually the, they're, 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 they mean, you know, the road to hell is built on good intentions. Hey, you don't really need to look at losing any weight. You look great the way you are. Guess what? You may look great the way you are, but if you don't feel it, then those words don't really land on you. My wife could tell me a thousand times a day, you're a handsome man. You're a handsome man. I'm looking in the mirror seeing this guy with the fat face and the boobs and the, and the belly, and I'm like, there's no handsome man there. My picture, inner picture, was not congruent with my outer picture. So it didn't matter how much she loved me, how handsome she thought I was. It didn't match my internal picture. So people have all the love and intent, some of the nice intentions in the world, but unless your internal dialogue matches your external dialogue and it makes sense to you, it doesn't matter. So make sure that you kind of have that all in place, okay? Um, day nine. Day, day nine is actually the fun day, <laughs> the fun days prior to really getting into getting your hands dirty with the protocol, if you will. And that's writing down um, all of the favorite foods you're going to eat in phase one. Now, you've probably heard me say this a thousand times, and the reason why Janie and I tell you this is why. Why, Janie? Why do we have to write down our list? You're, go you're going to get there on load day, and you're going to go, what do I eat? Where do we go? What what what, what, what do we do? Yes, I'm not hungry. Yes. I'm not or really the day two of lady. Yeah, day two of lady. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm saying what? we had that conversation. Well, what what are you craving? I don't know. What are you craving? I don't know. I'm not really craving anything. But go get a burger. That doesn't really sound good. All of a sudden, <laughs> everything you think about ahead of time just goes out the window. Literally goes out the window. So if you write it down, you will sit there and go, okay, look, this is what we said we're going to eat today. We're going to go to the mall, and I'm going to have a Cinnabon. And then we're going to go over here, and we're going to have CPK. And I'm going to have that, that key lime pie. What are you going to have? Well, I'm going to have this. I want Tashi wanted. She wanted margaritas, uh, taco, uh, what do you want, chips and salsa. It was like that was on the top of her list. And then we were like, um, okay, then we're going to have, and I said, I want chocolate cake. I just want chocolate cake because we don't eat chocolate cake. So, I mean, we literally made this list of things because we found ourselves in previous times going, I don't know, I just don't feel like eating. Do you feel like eating? No. If you don't take the load days seriously and do them correctly, now, granted, my list is, 
full of sugars and what have you because those are the things that I'm going to make sure I get out of my system. Not saying you have to do that. You can do high-fat foods, and you can say, I'm going to eat a jar of peanut butter. We're going to watch a movie. You're going to go to – we went to the movies. You go to the movie, have popcorn, have the hot dog, have the candy, the red vines, have the soda. We're talking seven, eight, nine, ten thousand 10,000 calories. But, but the point is that you've got to have a game plan because you will suddenly kind of go, well, I'm not really hungry. I mean, I just don't feel like it. Well, guess what? If you fail to load and you fail to gain – you'll fail to lose. You'll have hunger, you'll have frustration, you'll have low numbers, and all of a sudden you'll go, well, diet didn't work. Well, you already stopped, you already didn't follow lesson number one. So it's garbage in, garbage out. So the, if you, like I said, if you follow the protocol, it's really easy. But if you don't follow the protocol, it could be a little bit more challenging. So by you having a game plan in writing leaves little things to be forgotten. And then last but not least, I wrote down here number 10, get your shit together. And that's figuratively and literally. That means start gathering the things you need that you're going to have to have in order for you to have the right amount of data going in and coming out of the protocol. That means you get your food scale, you get your weight scale, you get your tape measure, you have... Um, your gallon of water jug, or how you going to your methodology, how you going to take in a gallon of water? What you know, if you're going to be a big jug you carry around, or you're going to have 10, 12 cups a day, what are you going to do? You're going to now take your game plan, and you're going to put it. Now you have basically a what do you call it? Your syllabus or your bibliography, whatever they think you want. You be writing a report. You got you have everything organized and and, and it's in, in, in order. Your blueprint for how you're going to implement all of the things that got in your way in the past. Now you're putting together your last little bit of tools, your essentials, we call ACG essentials, your stevia, your coconut oil, nothing to leave you stuck in the kitchen or somewhere, oh, man, I didn't have any lemons for lemonade or I didn't get the coconut oil, so now i got to use this oil. I guess it's olive oil will be okay. It's oil, right? No. That means little things that you think don't think about can make a huge, huge difference. So at Number 10 is get your shit together, get everything together, get your mind together, get your emotional state of being together. Tell yourself that you're going to love yourself through this protocol, that you are not going to deviate for any reason whatsoever, and make it happen. And that's day one through 10 of the most important days of the HD diet because, to be honest with you, after that, the rest is cake. Follow it implement it, and one day at a time. You know, on my, it's been like 11 years now. On, I, we did, I had promise bands before we had our wedding bands, and I wear my promise band. And on it, we had, we had typed on the, on the band just for today. And it came from a book that Janie had sent me because we met and we, we were kind of long distance for a while, and, and she sent me a book by Yama Van Zandt Van called Just For Today. And at the time of my life, that book literally saved my life. And I would open it up every day on, on a, whatever day of the month it was. didn't matter what year. didn't matter. Whatever day of the month, it would be some kind of profound statement that would, that would help me get my day together and get my life together. And so we put on the rings just for today because literally all you can really have, all you have is today. All you can promise somebody is today. So our vow was I promise to love you. I promise to be the best man, the best husband, the best father, the best 
human being I can be, but I only can promise it just for today because I'm not promised tomorrow and I can't do anything about yesterday. So if you go, and I get choked up when I think about that because it completely changed my life and the way that I, the way that I live my life. If you go at this protocol just for today, I promise you, with everything that who I am, I promise you that you will succeed because that's all you need to do is be your own level of perfection just for today. Love yourself enough just for today not to put something in your mouth that doesn't belong there, to put the foods in your mouth that do belong there and the water and the fruits and just do it for today. And tomorrow is another day, and you just repeat. And next thing you know, 43 days or 26 days or 60 days, whatever it takes for you to get to where you got to go, you will look in the mirror and you will not recognize who you are internally and externally. Your lights will come on, your, your, your brightness in your skin, your eyes, your smile, who you are, the person that, that who you are right now, that amazing person that is being stifled and hidden away with shame and, and anger and frustration will be gone. And what will be is the person you really are, your true body, your true essence of who you are, because there will be nothing holding you back. You'll know that you were able to conquer the demon that's been conquering you for years. You'll know that you got your health back. You took control. You did it. Not me, not Janie, not your mother, not your grandparents, not your husband, you or your wife. You did it, and you did it just for today. So if you get anything from this, 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 this show today, this conversation, I want you to walk out of here just knowing that all you've got to do is stay in today. And you, I guarantee you success. I guarantee you 100% success if you just do what you need to do today. And with that said, Dave, you got anything you want to add to that before we open up the lines? No, I think I'm crying because of your story. <laughs> it's our story. It's not your story. Yes. Or my story. Good job. But uh, thanks, babe. All right. So you know the game, the game plan, or the rules. If you've been on the show before. Um, and we got, a, we got we got a pretty full full line here. So if you have something you want to share, you have a question you want to ask, we have about 40 minutes of airtime left. Um, the best way for you to, to do that is you can raise your hand by pushing one on your phone dial, and that will put your hand up, and that means if you have a question or comment. If you have a question, please state your name, where you're calling from, and then your question. If you have multiple questions, Please prioritize the ones you have, and, and, and maybe you'll ask one or two, not ten, because there's other people that, that may want to get on the lines. And, and if you have a specific question for Janie or myself or open, please indicate that so we don't talk over each other. So uh, I'm just going to go in the order in which the hands pop up. It just helps me stay chronologic, uh, keep it chronological order. Um, so I'm going to call out your prefix, and then your first three digits, your numbers, you'll identify who you are. And if you didn't want to talk for some reason, then just take your, just tell me you don't want to talk. So the first person uh, going on to be on, on the call is area code 619-929. Your hand's been up for a while, so I don't know if it's accidental or not, but you're on the air. Accidental. Sorry. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. <laughs> next, next caller on the line is 810-308. You're on the air. Hello. I'm so excited I'm talking to you guys. Hello. Um, hi. I have a question. Um, I'm doing the drafts. My oh, I'm sorry. I'm Paula from Michigan. I hi, I Paula. spoke to you guys. You guys are like my rock stars right now. But um, <laughs> uh, you're, you're too sweet. <laughs> um, 
when I when you start when you get out of phase two and go into phase three, and we're supposed to take the, the break for the three days without any drops or um, without injecting yourself, but when I miss just one day, I'm hungry that one day. I don't think that like it doesn't seem like it's in my system. And I don't know if it's because it's the drops or not, but I'm wondering, do I have to do the low calorie for the three days if I'm absolutely starving, or can I go right into, like, the phase three calorie-wise type? You know what I mean? Uh, like explaining myself? Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. And this is, this is the okay. concern that, that, I, that I have. And some people are, are, are unsure what their last weigh-in day is, if it's the last day of their actual dose of ATG or if it's the last day that you actually go without ATG in your system to your final day of the protocol, day 43. I, I, my opinion is this day 43 is your last day, last weigh-in day. Now, the concern I have is that you may not feel like you have HEG in your system, but it's there. And if you increase your calories too rapidly or have the wrong foods, um, the off-protocol foods, even phase three foods, you, you, you run the risk of having your end weight be one number on the, the last, day, last day of the dose, but all of a sudden you've increased by two or three pounds by the, by the time you actually finish day 43. And then your end weight is, you know, really three pounds or four pounds up than what it, what it was supposed to be. So you actually have gone up your two pounds <laughs> before you even started phase three. So all I can say is that if you are truly that hungry, that the only thing you can do is slightly increase your protein intake so you're still not – because protein is – it's very difficult for protein to store as fat. Um, and it just means that if you're really starving, your body probably needs it. Needs it. It's a little unusual because HCG will stay in your system regardless if it's injection or, or drops. Um, but if you're physically hungry and you know the difference between that and, and not being physically hungry, then I, all I can say is increase your protein uh, slightly enough to get you through those three days, and then you can you move into phase three and follow the phase three protocol. But it's really important you be careful because if you see yourself climbing from your end weight, then you want to, you want to, you know, grin and bear it, I guess, at that point. Or just or or, be, or accept the fact that that's what your weight's going to be at the end of the protocol. You know. Okay. Okay. All right. Wonderful. Thank, Thank you, you guys. Thank you. Thanks. Next caller on the air, you are um, 312804. You're on the air. Hi, this is Alexis in Chicago. Alexis. Um, yes. <laughs> and uh, thank you so much for putting my story out there around being super busy. And, and really I have um, more of a comment and I wanted to speak to um, being prepared and putting together that plan. And I think putting together that plan is, is phenomenal and fantastic and necessary. But I also think for me, um, having such a busy schedule, what's really important is that I revisit that plan consistently um, because once you start to, like, know the amount of food and know the different foods, then sometimes you can step away from that plan and it's a departure. And so what I found is the more that I keep that plan in front of my face, regardless of whether I know the foods or not, then it keeps me keeps me focused on, what I should be doing and when I should be doing it um, because I can alter my times. I can, you know, my, when I do, when I did my plan, I set specific times to eat, specific times to work out, specific times to get up. I did it from getting up in the morning to going to bed at night. And when you don't review that, 
you will often just start to kind of do your own thing. So um, I think that's I think that's really that's that's helped me as we've talked to really just go right. back and look at that plan. Right, and 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 when Alexis says she had planned it out, she's not joking. She sent me her plan, three, I mean, forty days in advance of of exactly what she was going to eat, exactly what she was going to do, exactly what she, she I mean, everything was planned out to the T. And as she's saying, which is very important, the thing, Alexis, is that, is that that even though you have your plan, if you don't revisit it and, and, and live it on a daily basis, it's really not worth the papers written on. So, um, thank you. Thank you, exactly. And uh I'm I'm uh just uh thank you for the counsel on um packing the food packing my daily food and it's worked out very well. So Cool, cool. All right, yep. we're gonna chat tomorrow anyway, right? Yep. All right. Talk to you then. Thanks, Mike. Thanks. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, next caller you're on the air, seven oh three five six eight. You're on the air. Hi, this is Lisa from Virginia. Lisa, hi. Okay, I have a question. Um, back in the beginning of the call, you went into, I guess, preparing for those obstacles that are going to hit around three or day three or day four. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that that was exactly me a few day, few hours ago. I only wish that I heard the call a few hours ago, but um, in the process of um, my day and preparing food for the family, I ate a piece of pizza. So I already recognized the fact it wasn't hunger. I mean, it, it was more so out of habit. So, I mean, right. where do I where do I go from here? Uh, yeah, I mean, the first thing you do is you obviously acknowledge that that's what happened. It, it is what it is at this point. There's no reason, you know, you say crying was spilt milk. You're gonna, you may or may not have a consequence tomorrow to deal with, mm-hmm. and, and that consequence could last several days. So as long as you know that this is what happened, this is what the consequence is going to be, not get frustrated by the process and just continue with the diet and continue with the with the you know the protocol eating clean. I mean every day is a do over, guys. I mean it's not the end of the world. I I I commend you because there's a many of people that have just quit the protocol because they've had one one moment of weakness or a day of just they flipped out or couldn't handle it, you know, whatever something happened and they go, I'll just forget it. I'll just throw the you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater. Just get back on, on point and just know that you may not get any consequences, which just know if it's dangerous, if you don't get consequences, it's like the previous story I told you. It doesn't mean it's a recipe for you to do it again. But you, if you do have consequences, then just stick it out. If you, if you don't lose weight for a couple of days, great. If you lose the weight right away, if you didn't gain at all, whatever it is, just acknowledge why you did what you did, that it was a knee-jerk reaction, and now you'll be conscious and stay present the next time you're preparing food for the family. Okay. You, you missed one so, point. You missed one point, Colin. Oh. I think the most important point to all of this is give yourself some grace. I heard in your voice disappointment and frustration. Give yourself some grace. <laughs> what are the nuggets that you get out of this? You got the consequence I may have to pay for. Okay, well, I know that if I come up against this challenge again, I know I can either make a conscious choice to eat it or not. That is a huge, huge gem. That's a wonderful thing. I'm so glad that you messed up because you learned this, and now you can go on in more consciousness. Hence the spiritual journey this is going to be, you're going to be on. Give yourself some grace. You're on. You're You're on. Awesome. Thank you, Lisa. Okay, thanks. 
Um, next caller, 631578. You're on the air. Um, hi. Um, I had a couple of questions. Um, sure. The first, the first one was about um, the diet I'm following, what I believe is Dr. Simeon's pro- protocol. Okay. There is a difference between um, the, that one says to take the HCG drops three times a day. Mm-hmm. And with your protocol, you take it twice a day. Um, how much difference does that make? Really, when it when it comes to the drops and the dosage, it's kind of that's what you know. The drops, you kind of have to figure out what's working for you and what's not. Uh, the injections are a little bit easier to calibrate exactly the dose if the dose is right or not because you you know it pretty quickly. With the drops, it is two times or three times a day depending on if needed. For me personally, I had to take it three times a day because I got hungry in the middle of the afternoon and I don't want to be hungry. I don't even want to deal with it. Um, other people can take the dose in the in the morning and the, in the night and and not a problem with it. So if there isn't any hard fast rule when it comes to the sublingual dosing because everyone's going to be a little bit different. The absorption rate in your body may be different than someone else's. So we want to make sure that the um, that the water, I mean, I'm just looking at water. I'm looking at rain out here and the water is kind of getting high off of our door. Um, <laughs> that uh, that, you're, that you're, you're feeling comfortable. The dose is working for you that you're feeling comfortable. So, so the way that I would just say, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, the way that you know is if you feel hungry during the day. Yeah, I mean the the goal with this protocol is that you're not supposed to feel hungry or or be symptomatic of of starvation hunger. Now there's a difference between uh, you know hunger habitual. that's I'm sorry, but habitual habitual yeah habitual hunger where you just it's constantly on your mind. Food is on your mind constantly versus um, you know versus you having pangs of hunger, which is just, it's kind of like emotional, it's kind of like a knee-jerk craving, ah, you know, I wish I could have that, or you smell something, and you kind of go, oh, that smells good. There's a difference, and you have to, sometimes you have to, you have to, you know, you know, force yourself through it, but real hunger, you know, there's a huge difference between real hunger and symptomatic hunger, so you've got to differentiate the two, but in the meantime, until you figure it out, just give yourself a little bit extra dose so you don't have to fight through that because that's really the recipe that kept, gets people in trouble. When they start feeling hungry is when they start picking up stuff they don't need to, they don't need to have. So there is no hard and fast rule. Usually to, uh, dose in the morning and dose in the evening works for most people. It didn't work for me, and, you, and so you want to try it. You want to try doing one, and if not, then have the third dose. I hope that answers your question. Uh, yes, it does. I'm sorry. I forgot to see I was rivaling from Long Island, New York. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for answering my question. You're mm-hmm. welcome. All right, guys. Is there anybody, there's no more hands up there. I, you know, I got another 30 people on the call, but there's no more hands up. So if you yeah. have any opportunity questions or um, pop up now, I'm sorry. Comment. Or she may, or comment. Or comment. Uh, now's the time. Now's the time to do it because uh, I know we got like this rain coming down. I got this water thing going outside my door. It's getting a little high. We had a we had like a little flood here a couple of days ago and it looks like it's backing up again. So if there's no questions, I'm going to get off of here. But uh, I think we had another uh, one that just popped up. Um, hey, babe, you may want to come down here real quick. You got a mobile phone. I'm tied to the computer. All right. <laughs> uh, 803-553, you're on the air. Hey, hello. This is Stephanie calling from Atlanta, Georgia. And Hi, Hi. My question is, um, I've done about 
four rounds of HCG, and I've recently um, started researching and saw some information about cycling, and I just wanted to know what your thoughts were on cycling. Um, do you agree with it? Do you not? Et cetera. Hold on one second, Stephanie. Oh, okay. Don't open the door. Hey, babe, go up there and flip that, that switch in the room, that turn it off and on, turn it off and on. That, that circuit breaker that I put up in the room. Flip it up and on. Yeah, sorry, guys. I have a little little minor emergency going on down here. Um, all right, I'm sorry, Stephanie. You have to, I, I have to apologize. My attention was, was taken away from the water seeping out of my door here. <laughs> uh, uh, go ahead and answer, answer the question again. I apologize. Um, yeah, I've been researching, and I found, I found a lot of information about um, cycling HCG, uh-huh. and I wanted to know um, what your opinion was on that. You know what, the the thing that they have about being on ACG is that they're concerned, Dr. Simmons was concerned with people building up an immunity to uh, the ACG process. And, and, uh, and I really haven't come across anybody that actually physically has had, had that immunity issue. Uh, but I don't recommend being on anything for an indefinite period of time. So I always tell people that, you know, go 60 days. If you're continuing to lose weight, go up to, up to 60 days. If you're continuing to lose weight, and your, that means your body's still responding to the protocol, and you're still okay with it. You're still okay with eating and and uh, the foods and what have you. And you're not bored and frustrated or tired. Then then go for it. Um, and then you need to go into phase three, stabilize, and then um, and then come back out and you know do a couple weeks of phase four, and then come back out and do another cycle. So mm-hmm. you know they he recommended a six to eight weeks break. I haven't seen anybody right. really need to take that long of a break in between. And most people, when their momentum is going, they, they're in a the momentum, they're in the groove, they want to keep going to get to their goal. I think the momentum works for you. So I would say cycle on 60 days, off, you know, 21, 30, off 30 days, then back on another 45 or whatever you need to do. Okay, great. All right. Thank you so much. Anybody else got any call? Any, anybody else got a call coming in? I mean, a question? Otherwise, we're going to handle our emergency. Um, okay. So anyway, guys, I hope that you got some real good information about um, how to how to handle these ten days, the ten day wait while you're waiting for your ACG to arrive. I really believe if you, if you implement these these uh, tools or suggestions, it will make a huge difference in uh, your success on the protocol down the road. And uh, I can't urge it. I can't urge you enough to really give a lot of thought and 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 prepare. Prepare for success. Don't take this protocol lightly. Do not just half-ass your way through this, excuse my French, but literally go, This I want to do this one time and one time only or two times or three. How many cycles do you need to do to get your goal? I want to do it right, and I, want, I don't want to keep coming back and, and wish, wish, I did, wish I did or wish I did. If you implement this stuff and you put it in, into a perspective and you take the one day at a time um, or just for today mentality and be have an attitude of gratitude rather than gripe, you will find that this is the the easiest protocol you've ever done in your entire life, and you will get the most um, gratification out of it because it, it it thanks you every day for being a part of it by taking away more and more of your fat. And with that said, uh, love you bunches, namaste, and we'll see you next week. Take care.
This is 